You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. This is Jeff Verhels, and with me is Geo Horsemeyer. And special guest today is Patrick Teig. How are you doing, Patrick? Doing great, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the double thumbs up, perfect. Thumbs that's up. that's, what, it's, good. that's what it's all about. All now, right. now, the cool thing about Patrick is he is our first Off the Clock member who is not from the Sheboygan yes. County um, campus. Right. You are from? Moments. Work at the uh, Moments Packing Harvest facility. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So then, this is a great time. Could you go into your Johnsonville story? Then? Sure. Uh, I started at Johnsonville um, in 2006. Okay. Um, I, at the time, I'd actually been working over at uh, Kanke Community College uh, teaching welding machine tool. Wow. And uh, had uh, several members from the maintenance staff at uh, Moments Packing in my classes. And um, it wasn't working out for me there at the school. So... Mm-hmm. Um, they said, well, why don't you come over? And I went over, and I, I met uh, Ed Petrus, who was the maintenance coordinator at the time, and uh, uh, Pat Geringer and some of the other members there. And um, they ended up offering me a job as basically a junior engineer, huh, okay. uh, doing maintenance, doing maintenance engineering and um, some industrial manufacturing-type engineering stuff. And I was almost – it was interesting. I was thrown right into the fire. Yeah, uh, it's uh, you and many others. Yeah, yeah. I showed up uh, on a Tuesday because uh, Monday was a Memorial Day, so I showed up on a Tuesday, and uh, I, I was with the guy that was doing all the refrigeration, and says, "You're going to learn, you know, you're going to learn refrigeration and boilers." Okay. And the guy says, "Yeah," and I'm done at the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so I you followed. Learned today. <laughs> so I, I followed the guy around for four days and. Uh, after that, I was in charge of the refrigeration <laughs> and the boilers. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Uh, which is something that would never happen now. Obviously, we've changed how we handled Correct. that and the onboarding sure. and the uh-huh. training and all that stuff. But sure. at the time, it, that, that was what happened. And um, we actually made it through the whole summer without having any downtime due to refrigeration <laughs> or boilers. So I thought that was a success. And check. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and then I did a lot of stuff on the harvest floor. I worked with the maintenance uh, team on the harvest floor. Um, and when the current plant engineer left, um, I was thrown into a, the environmental compliance role. Okay. Which uh, had its challenges. Once again, the plant was uh, a little bit dated and stuff like that. And sure. perhaps hadn't been kept up the way it should. So we brought it up to compliance. Very nice. Uh, got all the permits, make sure we're doing all the right things. Um, and we have um, a waste treatment plant there. Mm. So I started doing waste treatment stuff. Uh, got Became a licensed waste treatment operator, industrial pretreatment. Wow. Um, and so they just kept kind of adding things to what I was doing. Yep. Um, and we went through a couple of different plant engineers while I was there. And then finally I, I, I had to put in a couple different times. But uh, they made me what they call it's a senior project engineer 
engineer. I mm -hmm. do all the capital projects, plus I still handle all the utilities. So refrigeration, hot water, uh, wastewater. Wow. So Holy smoke. Sounds like you got quite the plate there to uh, <laughs> yeah. taking care of all that stuff. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, uh, according to some people, I don't do anything but sit in my office, you know, <laughs> talk on the phone and play on the computer. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's... It keeps me busy. Mm -hmm. That's good. So I was just so. going to say, they can think what they want, but the job's getting done. So whatever you're doing <laughs> yeah, is working. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, That's, that's awesome. awesome. So a couple years back, um, our, our Watertown facility took uh, a hit, and uh, Moments and Banner Creek really stepped up. What was that experience like um, that was that? That was, uh, we, gotta, we have to give all the credit to the members on the floor. Okay. That they're the ones that stepped up. They stepped up and did the work, right? So mm -hmm. it was, ten, it, we went from occasionally doing 10 hour days to doing 10, 11 hour days every day. Sure. And then sometimes on Saturdays. Um, and those, they all stepped up and, and for what, uh, a year? Yeah. Or better a than a year. Yeah. Uh, and, and we got it done. And we never, I believe the, they said we never shorted a customer. Yeah, that's from what I understand. We did not. Yeah. So um, at least not due to harvest, you know, right. opportunities. Right. Yeah, but, and, so. and so the hardship, the, the, I didn't really experience hardship mm -hmm. from that. I mean, it was it became busier, yep. but the, the, the difficulty was uh, making sure that the utilities kept up, the waste treatment kept up now that yeah. we're running more. Yep. Uh, sure. That the maintenance staff and those guys did, did a heck of a job, too. Because now your PM, your time to PM the equipment, that that, that window shrank to almost yeah. nothing. Oh, sure. And so trying to keep everything running, um, and and doing the PMs in those small windows. So once again, the members are they're the ones that deserve the credit for that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, well, kudos to the whole entire you know uh, moments and Banner Creek facilities for that. I know. I know. Um, I was a team leader out on the floor at Countryside during that time, and we always got what we needed, and it was still quality, you know. And and so that was it was really amazing to to be a part of that and watch how you guys adjusted and, and got the job done. So nice. Thank you. Thank the members. Yeah, we'll, so, uh, we will. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yes. So. Patrick, let's now move on to your off-the-clock story. Now, it's something about basketball and an academy, so why don't you fill us in on what that's all about? Sure. So it, it actually starts further back than that. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, I'm assuming you enjoy basketball, I, right? Let's I, clear I, the air. I love basketball. It's, <laughs> it's an interesting story. I started. I never played organized basketball until I was a freshman in high school. Really? Uh, we lived – I live in a very rural area. Uh, my parents um, were not – my mother was a school teacher, and my, my father, um, he, he was self-employed, but didn't always make a lot of money. So okay. we were cash-strapped, shall we say. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't, we didn't have a lot when yep. I was a child. And, and as I got older, that changed, right? Just like anything else, my parents uh, gained more wealth sure. as they got older. But when I was, so after-school activities, you know, they couldn't get me there. We mm -hmm. only had one car, you yep. know, those kind sure. of things. I lived out in the country, so I had to ride the bus. Mm -hmm. So my freshman year, we moved to a different town, the town where my mother taught school at. Okay. And we lived in the country, but right on the edge of town. All right. So 
I was actually closer to the school than the kids that lived the other side of town, right? Oh, I could right. walk there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I and a funny thing had happened from my eighth grade year to my freshman year. I went I went from five ten to six three. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> you you do take up quite a bit of the doorway when you yeah. walk in. Yeah. So. Wow. Not as much as Jason Yancey does. Okay, no. Okay, well, yeah. So, but no, anyway. I had to say his name. Oh, boy. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd grown, and, of course, I'm like, oh, I want to play basketball. Uh-huh. Uh, there was 21, 21 uh, kids that went out for the JV team, mm -hmm. and they were supposed to – they created a list. Um, Coach Fanning created a list from best to last, first to last, hmm. which would be, you know, nobody would do that today, right? Sure. You don't want to make anybody My feel bad. Participation, yes, but and all that. It's, it's an interesting thing. I think that list was one of the best things that ever happened to me. So, and they were supposed to only only have 20 players on the roster. Okay. Oh, so one kid got cut. <laughs> My name was the last one on the list. No. Because I, I, I mean, I couldn't walk and chew gum sure, at the same time. Sure. I'd fall down. I could, I could and you'd never played before. I mean, and I'd never right. played before. Yeah. I mean, I'm look like, at us. We're, we're like trying to console <laughs> them right now. Like, you know, so, it's, okay, it's okay, little buddy. buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. So, um, Coach Fanning said he went, actually went to the board and said, "Look, I can't cut one kid. Okay, sure. if yeah. you guys can't afford to pay, you know, for one kid to be on the basketball team, mm -hmm. um, and." He says, the other thing is, is I can't cut this kid because he shows up before practice and he stays after practice until they turn the lights out. I says, I can't, you just can't do it. Yeah. Of course, my mother taught at school. So maybe it, wasn't, <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't such a hard sell to say, all right, let's keep this kid on sure, the team, sure, right? Sure, sure. So I went, my freshman year, I, I started on that list as 21. I ended up at eight by the end of the year. Oh, but every time, awesome. every time I looked at where my name was at, I'm like, I, I have to be better, right? Yeah, I sure. have, what do I have to do to get better? What do I have to do to get better? Mm -hmm. yeah. Coach Fanning, he was the freshman and the JV coach. He didn't coach again after that. He was just kind of interim. Okay. Uh, he was also the athletic director. Mm. And so they didn't have anybody to do it, so he filled in. So the next year they had two new coaches. Um, and it was Coach Caldwell's very first year of coaching varsity basketball. And... Coach Caldwell has told me later, he says, when I came in to get that coaching job, you know, I asked him, you know, I saw that I was really tall. I was the tallest kid on the team. Okay. He, said, he said, what do you think about Patrick? He says, well, he says, I don't know if he'll ever make anything. He says, but he'll sure work at it. Okay. That's great. So, of course, I mean, I just continue to work and continue uh -huh. to work. And uh -huh. by my, my junior year, I was starting on the varsity at the end of the year. Oh, wow. And then my whole senior year. You know, we started varsity. So, uh, my, my big thing, my record for the school is I have 99 block shots in the season my senior year. I love to block the shot. I don't know why. <laughs> I was, my time. They, dun, they, dun, 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 dun. Coach, coach says, <laughs> I've never seen anybody with better timing to block a shot. So, well, that's, that's pretty good. fantastic. So, wait, is there an actual record then? I mean, is your name? Yeah, it's the school record. Yeah. It's that's still awesome. there and everything? Holy. Huh? Yeah. No, perfect. So, um, anyway. I didn't play collegiate basketball. Okay. For a couple reasons. For one, I was never told that I could. Oh. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, I was never, I was told never to shoot the ball unless I was right under the basket. <laughs> <laughs> they says, don't pass it to him while he's running, right? 
never taught how to dribble the ball very well. I mean, it's taught how to do like a drop step and all oh, that sure, stuff, but yeah. never how to handle the ball and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff because big guy, you didn't yeah. teach that to big guys. Back in the day, right? that wasn't Back a skill in the day, you needed. So right? obviously, and, and so, you know, I would like to play college ball, but I didn't. So I ended up uh, going in the Army for three years. Oh, okay. okay. Which is where I learned to handle the ball. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, I still love playing basketball. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys there, and and a lot of times I was I was the only white person. Okay, playing. sure. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit of a different way of playing basketball. Yeah. And, and I really, I mean, I learned to play that if I wanted to play ball. So you had to learn how to handle the ball, how to do all these things. Yeah. Right? Sure, sure. So, um, anyway, long story short. That was all I did with basketball for a long time. Was just play. I'd always play. I played intramural, which everyone plays intramural in sure, college, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I would play in um, adult leagues when I got out as okay. much as I could. For several years, I wanted to try coaching. Okay. And I would go to the local high school coach and say, "Hey, you know, you need an assistant or a volunteer sure, or whatever." Sure. And. Typical coaches are like, yeah, well, you know, I don't know you really. Right? Yeah, cool. yeah. I don't what know do you what know? you're getting. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and what age are you at at this point? I'm 49 right now. Well, oh, in, then, in the then, story, yeah. oh, back then I'm probably early 30s. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Not like right. you're like some 25-year-old kid who just... No. Went, yeah. Okay. No. So, uh, but yeah, there, and I understand from a coaching standpoint, you don't know somebody, you don't know what they're bringing. Right. You know, everyone has a reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a reputation of being a little bit of a hothead. I, oh. I told you I raced stock cars there before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you need there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, so I got turned down all the time. Sure. So finally, one year they got a, they got a new coach. They says we're hiring this new coach, and and he used to coach college basketball, but he's retired. Oh. So I showed up one day. They were actually practicing doing um, uh, preseason workouts okay. outside. So I stopped and said, hey, you know, I'd be interested in, you know, helping Coming out, volunteering, sure. whatever. Yeah, yeah. He goes, well, I can't really make you a volunteer. That would have to be approved by the board. He goes, but if you come to practice, you can observe. Very good. And I think that was a test more than anything. I'm, I, I think he's probably heard that a lot. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then, you know, no one's offered it. You know, they may come to one or two practices and then they're done, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, let somebody stick it out and come right. to all of them. Yeah. So I came to every one with a notebook. <laughs> oh, oh, and oh, okay. I, with, when you when he said that, <laughs> this is the set of a school teacher, to, though. Yeah, right I'm here. going back to when he was in high school and he yeah. started at last on the list yeah, and work yeah. your tail yeah. off, right? You know. So I, I came to every one with a notebook. I still have it. I have I have like two huge binders full of basketball stuff that I've collected notes and stuff that I've collected over the years. You know, his big thing was he ran motion offense. I didn't understand motion offense. Okay. I'd never played motion offense. Yeah, so I yeah. got online. So do you know what motion offense is? You know, I don't. I probably do, and my dad's probably like, if he's listening <laughs> he's to this. screaming like, at you. Yeah, because we, he coached me throughout sure. all of my years. And, and oh, we ran some offense. Okay. Ooh, I, yeah. Anyways. Well. Yeah. And a lot of coaches run motion or some kind of variation of it. There's, mm-hmm. there's a thousand variations. Yeah, yeah. But so I, I, I got a binder full of motion offense stuff, started learning it. Um, and he ran nothing but man to man defense based on he was had been um, um, friends or at least, you know, work partners with um, Dick Bennett. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's from the Green Bay area, right? The, the yeah. University of Wisconsin Green Bay back yeah, in the yeah. early 90s. 
Huh. Uh, and actually, Dick Bennett had done a whole series on ma- how to run man-to-man offense. Okay. Which now you see the number one team, the number one team in the nation is Dick Bennett's son, right, Tony Bennett. Yeah. And they run the pack line, which is a, a variation of Dick Bennett's original man-to-man pressure offense or pressure defense. That's really okay. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Defense. We got a bit of history right here in the room. Man. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So um, so I did a lot of research on that stuff. I showed up to every practice. Okay. Um, about three weeks in, he goes, I'm going to go to the board and see if we can't get you on as a volunteer coach. And he did. Okay. So um, now I want to go this, – this, uh, the coach's name was John Spasia. Okay. And – it's not probably widely known around here, but down there, it's a big name in basketball. He had coached at Danville Area Community College for 20 years and then retired. Okay. Um, he won the NGA, NJCAA National Championship in 1992. Wow. And he's also won several conference championships mm-hmm. or whatever. So he does have a national – he wears his big national championship ring, <laughs> right? <laughs> of course. Hey, if you Why earned not? it, wear it. Yeah. If you've earned it, wear it. Yeah. Um, He's uh, in the Illinois Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame and the NJCAA B- Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame. Okay. So all these other coaches had turned me down. And the national championship winning coach says, sure, come to practice and watch, right? <laughs> and, and, and we'll see. Yeah. So I started, you know, and, and I just, as a volunteer, I did whatever I had to do, right? Mm-hmm. The good thing was is he was very, he's very much about discipline. Okay. Very much about discipline. And having a military background, I understand. So I got to spend a lot of time working the kids. Mm-hmm. So give them a little bit of discipline, right, whether it's push-ups or sit-ups or whatever we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that mentality, that discipline mentality was already there. So okay. that worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, spent that whole season with, with him. Uh, the year before, that team had won three games. Oh. That's that, why you have a coaching change. <laughs> that's why you have a coaching change. And it, they'd been that way for several years. Oh, okay. And so that year, I think they won 14 or 18. Oh, Holy wow. smokes. Um, so, and I stayed with them for three years. The next year, um, they, went, they won 23, 24, and they went out – uh, in a regional championship, the final year, he was twenty-eight and two, and wow. lost in the sectional championship. Wow! So won, won the final sixteen of the state, right? Yeah, one, yeah. one shy of being elite eight. Holy smokes! Um, That's awesome. That's quite the improvement. Quite the improvement. <laughs> yeah. And and we had some really good players. I mean, you got to have talent too. Sure. Right? I mean, um, yeah. So, but so that's a what five six years. I mean, that's almost two or three classes you're going through there. I mean, yes. so it's not just one or two good guys. I mean, you had. There's more to it than that, right? You know, and they had one player. One player played all three years: sophomore, junior, and senior. That he was—he's an exceptional player, mm-hmm. uh, and he was the Champagne News Gazette's Player of the Year for the area. Wow! Uh, he dropped 48 points against Houston. I mean, he was the exceptional player, and he's one of them's playing college basketball well, now. Obviously. Can you say his name? Yeah, Alex Portwood. Okay. So he's a. a Look him up. I, yeah, I I don't know too much about college basketball. Yeah. And, and he's not playing D one or anything like that. Okay, I mean, we're not talking about D one, but sure, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, it's still cool. I mean, to be able to go to the next level, you know, well, and get a, continue and to play. Essentially, you're getting a free education, is what you yeah. really should be looking right. at. It. I mean, you're bettering yourself through basketball. Really. Sure. 
So what ended up coming out of that, I mean, is that we decided or we, we talked about a lot that Coach, Coach Spasia wanted to build a program from, the, from youth all the way through high school that was basically comprehensive. One of the things you see in basketball now is very few uh, fundamentals aren't ta taught at the youth level very okay. well. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of bad basketball out there, Yeah, a lot of bad basketball, mm -hmm. uh, especially at the youth level. So he asked me to take his team in the offseason and play them huh. and then start a youth program. So I would take the, the players the eight weeks prior to the season starting, and, and we would run through whatever his – just like his practices, and then we would go play AAU teams. Okay. Which we had some success against, but most of, the, most of those guys, those teams are stacked pretty yeah, well, right? Yeah, AAU is, mm -hmm. yeah, like an all-star game. Right. Essentially. So we went over and we would play those teams, but that made us better. Yeah, sure. yeah. Right. So in the fall, I did that. So then the, six years ago in the spring – I started what, uh, what eventually became the South Iroquois Basketball Academy. Hmm. Uh, I had six people, six kids sign up okay. to play, six. Uh, and one of them was my son. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and we, had, we did eight weeks. And uh -huh. it, it's different. It's not AU. You see that it's, it's an hour of practice and then four or six games on the weekend. Uh -huh. We practice an hour and a half, two times a week, focused on fundamentals, basic sure. stuff, shooting, yeah. ball handling, okay. defense, right, good closeouts, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, we also worked, and, and this is kind of where the Johnsonville thing came in for me. Okay. Was with the, with the Johnsonville coaching thing was we start, I started working on mentality. Sure. You know, a lot of coaches work on mentality, but I'm using a lot of that stuff, that mentality, it's not just about playing the game. It's about, you know, what I want to say is I, I, I teach life lessons through basketball and basketball through life lessons. Definitely, sure. yeah. So like a big like Phil Jackson kind of thing or not that, not that in-depth? Maybe not quite that in-depth. Okay. Um, what we have, and it's at every practice, I uh, have a big board up. There's the things that we're about, you know. Okay, these sure. are These are the things that we're about. First one's discipline. Okay. The second one's respect. The third one is effort. The fourth one is appreciation, and the fifth one is teamwork. Those are the five things that we're about. Right? Yeah, that's a good. So, list. and the first one, top top of the list, is discipline, right? Yep. And and that's not just punishment discipline, right? Sure. No. That no. is self discipline. That's 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 one of the things. I like to tell kids they all want to play college basketball. I yeah. said, <laughs> you can love the game of basketball as much as you want. You could be the greatest lover of the game of basketball, but if you don't love the grind, yeah, you will never succeed at the collegiate level. You got to love the grind. You got to love to get up at six a.m. and and pump the iron and hit the road, right? Mm -hmm. You got to love that grind. Wow. And so there's there's you know, those are the things that we talk about. So the first year I had six. Uh, the next year I think I had fourteen. And then it's just kind of grown ever since. So I have, I start next week, I have 30 signed up right now. Oh, wow. And I always get a whole bunch in the last week. Yeah. <laughs> last, year, last year we had 36 altogether. I had uh, 20 boys, 20, 21 boys and 15 girls or something. Like wow. That. Oh, wow. Okay. And at first and, I just did boys. And yeah. what are the age ranges then for uh, the This for is these fourth, kids? fourth to eighth grade. Okay. okay. Oh, so middle yeah. school ish, I guess. Right. What I would call middle school. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. all junior high. Mm. Junior, junior high, high kids. Yeah. 
Uh, my son's going to be, we'll start doing high school stuff again next year. I did high school stuff for a while when coach was there, but then yeah. the new coach really didn't push it, so I didn't get you yeah. know, all the kids. Basically, he told his players that if you want to play for me and you don't play football, you need to be out there playing Oh, sure. With the hey. with the academy. Right. Yeah. Perfect. And so, but the new coach isn't like that or okay. doesn't do that. So yeah. um, I kind of backed off of that, and then I just focused on junior high. The other thing is junior high kids, I love to work with junior high age kids. Mm-hmm. They're great to work with. They listen. They try hard. You start getting high school kids, they know everything, right? Yeah. I already know that. <laughs> Nothing you can tell me. Right, right. And, and it's funny, I've talked to s- several different basketball instructors that do that stuff he says that age group that high school age group is the hardest to work with they get to the next level to the collegiate level or even the pro level they realize i need to learn and that's what i'm here to do you know i don't know everything teach me something new yeah 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 takes that little bit of mature maturing Maturation. Maturation. Right? Is that, that's, wow. is that the word? Jeff, am I right on, on that? Okay. You've been reading books or something? <laughs> ah, no. no. <laughs> Just trying to bring my intelligence up to the rest of the room. Um, so I this popped in my head earlier, and this is a great segue or these spot to talk about it, but are you a big Hoosiers fan, the, the, the movie then? Greatest sports the way, movie ever made. The way you're talking about discipline, country, basketball like like these little teams it, it just like it's like your life is a hoosier film really it's kind of it kind of um so my hometown is 1300 people okay do you, oh joe do you know shame on me i have not seen hoosiers okay. all right okay. yeah. oh you've not seen hoosiers i have not seen it no <laughs> I, I was like it looking is, at them, it's, like, yeah. it's widely considered the best sports movie ever made mm-hmm. okay i mean opinions vary but yeah, for the yeah. most part if you look at most polls or Especially, whatever it, it was made i mean it's an older film so it's yeah so mm-hmm. it's a little bit it, Anyway, go ahead. Huh. So, yeah. To watch it. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you watch it, and you tell me if it's his life story. Okay. It's, All right. it's, it's a small community. So I live in a small community. Yep. Um, I actually live 40 miles south of the plant in Moments. So I live even more rural than, you know, Moments <laughs> yeah. is fairly close. to. It's got the kinky Bradley Bourbon name area there, but you're you're like 25 minutes from the south side of Chicago. Sure, sure. sure. Yeah, you're not um, far out. But I, I live 40 miles south. Iroquois County is the second largest county in Illinois by area. It's the smallest in population. Oh, oh wow. Okay. okay. So it's all cornfields and, yeah. and yeah. bean fields. I was just going to say, it reminds me of Alaska. Huge territories <laughs> and, like, no one living there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and actually, our academy is in an even smaller town called Woodworth. Okay. It's, it's probably, like, 25 houses, but they have a church there and um, a Lutheran school. Okay. So, and the Lutheran school lets us use their gym. Nice. So, okay. yeah, St. Paul's uh, Woodworth Lutheran School. They let us use their gym, and, and we make contribute to them whatever we can. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, that was the other thing. We don't charge, you know, we're a small community, small rural community. Yeah. And, and I've, I've never turned a kid away because they don't have, they can't afford to pay. Sure. Um, you know, in some AAU programs, you see they're five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So we've never—I'd say we're never over hundred. We've never been over seventy-five dollars to play. Okay. Wow, that's awesome, right? And then, so once a year, they have the Milford Fun Days. Every little town has their little. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh-huh. Days, so yeah. Friday night on Milford Fun Days, South Iroquois Basketball Academy has a brat fry. Okay. okay. 
So and you want to plug that date for anybody yeah. in the area? Uh, sometime in June. I don't know. Okay, right that, 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 that's head. fine. They can Some, call. They can yeah. get a hold of you if they want to. Milford Fun Days, and we're set up again for this year. So it's at the bandstand, and they have the the bluegrass music and okay. the, the entertainment, and then yeah. we we do brats and brat burgers. Cool. This is giving, I mean, this is hometown. Yeah, this America. Is, these are right great here. stories. This is yeah. awesome. So, so then, um, so how often do you guys meet then? Do you guys, is it twice a week, you said, for a couple hours? Yeah, so I do I do uh, a spring academy, mm-hmm. which will be starting next week. Yep, okay. And it'll go eight weeks. Okay. And, it'll, yes, it'll be t- two times a week for an hour and a half. And, so and three hours. Play games on the weekend? Not, not until the end. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. So I got new kids coming in. They don't know the system. Right. I mean, they're, they're, I got a, oh, I got a core, core bunch of kids I could take play anywhere right now. But um, it's got to be a cool feeling. Yeah. You're like, nah, these are my guys. These are my guys and girls. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. can but do this. I use, uh, uh, I kind of use that, the games as a carrot at the end of the, at the uh, end of okay. the. Oh, okay. Sure. So we the last couple weekends, and we'll go to Lafayette and we'll play AU teams. Wow. Okay. Uh, this last time, so I'll do a, a spring academy for eight weeks. I'll do a summer academy that's nothing but fundamentals. Mm-hmm. We don't play games, nothing. It's it's come out and work on ball handling, shooting, defense. I mean, we'll we'll have some scrimmages, yeah. but I always my scrimmages always have rules. Okay. No dribbles. One dribble. You got to make at least five. You know, it changes. Oh, wow. right? Hoosiers. Yeah. 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 That's so, those rules, right? Right. Three so, guys have to touch the ball before you can shoot. Exactly. You know, it has to be reversed four times before you can yeah. take a shot. Nothing but a layup, right? Wow. So, and to, te- to teach that discipline. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it makes the defense work harder, too, because then, you know, they have to keep moving and whatnot. You can't just be run up and shoot. Right. And, and eventually you'll break it down. Yeah. So, yeah. motion offense, if played right will result in a layup every time, huh. every single time, if you play it right. if Because yeah. the defense just can't keep up. Right. They'll never, the the they, offense always has the advantage because the defense has to react to what the offense is doing. Right. So if you, if you are willing to work at the offense, you know, sell, I got, I got a V-cut, I got a V-cut away, you step away and then come back. You know, if you make a lazy cut, that's easy to defend, right? Yep. You yep. make a hard cut, step away, and then cut hard, you're going to be open, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> I have not played basketball since I've been in high school, and he's getting me excited to play basketball <laughs> this weekend. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Next week I, you can go down to his academy. Yeah, I know. I, I'll, I'll give my I'll be a volunteer. Up. Do you be volunteer? Yeah. They're middle schoolers, Joe. You probably have. I know. I well, will be on my butt. Twice as tall as they <laughs> Well, and I have actually um, – so we go back to that. I started that. Six years ago, and I was talking about uh, Alex Portwood. He played for me in the offseason. Okay. He's playing college basketball now. Uh, Wade Fox um, played for me in the offseason. He's playing college basketball now uh, down in Jacksonville, Illinois. Okay. Uh, Alex is at an NAIA school in uh, Moline. Hmm. Um, Gabe Burgos is at Eureka College. Okay. And then Jake Thompson, who's a senior this year, uh, he has a great advantage. He's 6'8". <laughs> he can dunk the ball like nobody's business. Sure. Uh, I think he signed with Lincoln Land College. Oh, good. So, and then I have at least one more one more uh, college prospect in the in the group I have now. Yeah. Maybe a couple more. Wow. So is there any kids that, like, stand out um, as one of those kids like you who, who started off as a 21 
and now they're up to you know starter level. I mean, do you have those really proud like you know real growth stories, something like that? You want to share a lot of them. Okay, yeah. a lot of those kids. Some of them come in. Um, there, there's a young man named Miles. He came in last year, um, first first year in the camp, and and I'm like this. Oh no! I'm like this kid. No way, <laughs> he has this is no hope. But give him worked. a refund and send him home. He worked, right? He worked and yeah. he worked and he worked, and mm-hmm. he came all spring, and then he came all summer, and then he came all fall. Yeah. So we do six weeks prior. I do a preseason prior to the the first day of practice. Okay. Because uh, Illinois gives you a date that they can start practice on, mm-hmm. right? So. He was in sixth grade. He started the seventh grade team that year. And oh, wow. in the spring, in the spring, I'm going. <laughs> this is a basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I actually have several of them. Um, uh, my son William, last year he played. He was in seventh grade. This year's in eighth grade. And I knew I was a late bloomer, so I wasn't worried. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, the kid. He didn't even start on my team, right? I'm not going to start him just because oh, he's my sure, son. Sure, yeah. sure. I'm going to put the best players on the floor I can. So yeah. last year he went, um, and, and he was maybe he he played on the seventh grade team last year. This year, he was he was probably the leading scorer and the leading rebounder and the best wow. defensive player. And, you know, and of course, it's my son, so I you know I try not to think oh, yeah. those things, but yeah. <laughs> But he was he truth was, hurts, man. Yeah. Truth well, hurts. The coach never took him out if that yeah. tells you anything, yeah. right? Yeah. So sure. and 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 yeah. uh, but that's also that work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sitting at home on Sunday watching the NASCAR race. What's he doing? He's out shooting baskets in the driveway. Right? Oh wow! Sure. Yeah. Um, I have a young young man named Andrew. Um, he's just a horse, <laughs> and so he went over, uh, and I started doing doing girls basketball last year too. So Andrew and Anna. Um, are probably my two best players. Okay. Um, and they went over to this AU week-long camp kind of thing. And there were those two out of, out of like 100, 100 kids or 150 kids, those two and three others were picked as they got awards as the best players oh, or wow. something like that. They got their pictures taken and everything. Jeez. And Andrew was the best defensive player and the best rebounder. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Anna was the best, you know, ball handler or something like that. So okay. they both played for me. So that was a big deal, right? Yeah, that's pretty. That they got those kind of cool. accolades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're and they're out of our program, and you know that's what several of the parents talked to their parents and said, hey, it's because of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about this work ethic. Right? Yeah, yeah. My thing, I tell them. You know, now the first day they show up and they've never been there before, I just let them shoot around, right? Okay. Yeah. Because they don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even know. They don't know. Yeah. But after that, the you know one of the first things they say is, from the time you step into the door to the time you leave, you will be working on making yourself better. I says we don't screw around. Mm-hmm. We don't just chuck up shots. We're out there working. I have a whole pre pre practice workout that you need to do, right? Wow. And it goes back to mentality. What's the first shot a kid's gonna take? He walks into the gym, grabs the ball. What's he going to shoot? Three-pointer. Oh, uh, you got it, a three-pointer. I was going to say half-court, but. <laughs> what is the chance of him making that shot? Uh, probably 5%. 5%. So you're already, your mentality is already behind the eight ball, right? You're already yeah. behind. Thinking you're going to miss it, yeah. Yep. So wow. we start out right in front of the basket doing form shooting. 
hmm. three in a row from two feet, three in a row from five feet, three in a row from the free throw line. Um, and so you can, if you can make three in a row, then you can move back a big step. Yeah. Oh, sure. I had uh, the, the Fox kid that's playing college ball. Now, he would be shooting three in a row from way out past the volleyball court line. Really? And then stepping back almost half court. Oh, wow. So, and then you go in, once you, met, once you don't make three in a row, then you go into baseline rollouts. Yeah. You know, yeah. elbow rollouts, sure. mic hands, stuff like that. But you're always working. I says, if you wanted to play street ball, the park's across the way. Right. He says, you walk in here, you're working. Wow. From the time you step in the door to the time you go home. Mm-hmm. What you do out of here, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. But when you're here, and then that's the other thing is, I says, I can give you all this here. Yep. To make you better, but if you don't work on it outside of here, mm-hmm. you're not going to get any better. Right, right. So, what what would you say your um your your goal for the future, or, or what do you where do you see um the clinic in you know five years, ten years? Well, I I'm not I I, I like the size it is now. So sure. I, so uh, I have two two young men that help me. They are mm-hmm. they played for me previously, and both okay. of them are pretty good. Uh, so that helps. Yep. The, I mean, I can't do it all myself. I got 20 kids out there. I can't do it myself. Oh, <laughs> so I got two young men that help me. And, well, uh, I don't think we're going to grow to be some kind of big. My, my goal in life is not to be like the point guard college, go all over and teach something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Or breakthrough basketball. Uh, it's just to keep, it's trying to make basketball better mm-hmm. where we're at, right? With, sure. With the youth, trying trying to improve basketball and improve fundamentals yeah uh and and to get away from that mentality where we practice for an hour and we play six hours of games you don't get better playing games mm-hmm. you don't know how, how 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 long do you think you actually touch a basketball during a game <laughs> i can tell you how long i touched a basketball <laughs> yeah. during a game it was so, all of two seconds maybe <laughs> and that's why if you look at europe it's not like that europe it's all they work on fundamentals and work on fundamentals and work on fundamentals and work on fundamentals. Wow. Hmm. Where, How, where, do, where do you think we, we lost it? Where do you think we... That, there's a, it's, a, it's a big story. It's, it's, it's because of Nike. Oh, okay. Huh. So Nike started... <laughs> We've got a name to it. Nike started in the, in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. They wanted to start this. It's, it's essentially the beginning of AAU basketball. Um, they started a where they have the top 100 players come and play, right? Mm-hmm. And they gave them free shoes and free this and free that, yeah, free their yeah. thing, which they can't do anymore. But at the time, they could. Yeah. Um, so and then they had this big showcase. Well, then Adidas decided they had to do that. Reebok decided they had to do that. So then they're they are they're they're trying they're all vying for all these these players mm-hmm. out of different places. And so that model was born, the, the, the AU where you play six games on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that became, everyone thinks that's the way you get to, the, to play college basketball. You play oh. on an AU basketball team. Yep. Here's what I'm going to tell you, though. Unless you're AU basketball team, and AU, the a- Amateur Athletic Union itself as an organization is a great organization. Okay. But the, that style, what they call AU style of basketball, is, is hosted by several different organizations. But unless you are on a sponsored team, a sponsored team, which is pretty rare, yep. college coaches aren't looking at you. Wow. 
So, I mean, from what I know, I believe it's like the Wisconsin All-Stars, I believe is the, the Wisconsin whatever, whatever. But they just cherry pick the best players from the state and put them on a team. Mm-hmm. And then that team goes and plays the Illinois best team player, you know, and right. then there's little ones here and there. But, you know, really your AAU team is the best of the best from the state. And then they right. just go around and play. Right. The sponsor um, team. Correct. I'm sorry. Right. And so that sponsor team, yes, those guys are being looked at. Mm-hmm. Those guys are being recruited. Sure. Yeah. But uh, the the local AAU team that you have in Sheboygan, I guarantee you got one. Hmm. And, sure. and are are they being looked at? Are they being recruited? Not not playing on the weekends or not? Yeah, because okay. coaches aren't there. Hmm. Um, but that's where it kind of went sideways. Was back then. Okay. Before that, everyone yeah, we got to learn learn to handle the ball, learn to shoot, yeah. learn to, um, right. everything like that. And Europe has stayed that way. Now, if you look at the the last NBA draft, how many of those were European players? Last year's mm-hmm. NBA draft. Um, uh, you would know better than I I'm would. I'm trying to think. So 15. 15. 15 players came from Europe. Oh, sure. Wow. 15. Jeez. And more than that in the second round. Yes. As draft and stash. Came from Europe. Why? Because they have better fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Right? We got to start stepping it up. So. I tell you. <laughs> Working on it. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. And this, no. this is quite the story. I, I tell you. This is awesome. <laughs> so is there anything in closing that you'd like uh, to say or anything um, left? I mean, is there any way that, you know, I know you have your brat fry, but is there any way that, you know, anyone can maybe give to your organization or anything like that? Uh, I mean, you, you could give to it. That, yeah. would, be, yeah. that would be great. I mean, it, it's uh, we do have a Facebook page. Okay. Um, and we do have a website, but it's hosted by Dix, and it's I'm I'm kind of oh it's hard to yeah it's okay. kind of we can we can always put a link down yeah in we, the we do a blog Facebook yeah. thing we'll there. definitely put yeah. a link but if on you have there. Facebook then you can get in contact me if you'd be interested that would I mean we that would be great we could host a mm-hmm. you know we're sure. looking at maybe hosting a tournament or something like that yeah that'd be a lot but, of fun uh, you know I've I've always been kind of financially independent I think we should be able to pay for what we're doing ourselves yeah for the most part yeah so, well. That's awesome though that you're doing that for the kids, and I'm. I'm. It's great that um, you know you talked about the making the basketball better, but at the same time also making these kids better. You know, right, yeah. giving them. You know, you talk about discipline, but it's more than just discipline on the basketball court. It's discipline with your studies and and your your household, your chores, or whatever you got to do. You know, I, I and well, I think that that translates and, and transfers over. So and we talk about that before every practice. It's, it's my time to talk. So before every practice, we talk about a different subject school right mm-hmm. oh, okay um last year we talked about social media when those when uh what that softball girls team got flipping they flipped off the other team and put That's it on right. social media mm-hmm. i'm like the, these are the kinds of things that get you in trouble so those yeah. we uh, nutrition i talk about nutrition mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. important so before i have a practice plan every plan's written out and i always have a topic to talk about great you know, so that's awesome it's huge all right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, uh, for having I me. wish we had more time, but uh, um, you know we could go forever. Yeah, <laughs> we so, really could. It, uh, but if anybody is out there would want to talk to Patrick any more about basketball or whatever, feel free to reach out to him, uh, and we'll put a link to uh, your the academy's page on Facebook. But sure. uh, every time we have the guests sign us off, so if you could um, kindly read that off for us, I can do that. So this is Patrick Tig, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock podcast made the Johnsonville way.